Welcome to Positive Intentions with your psychic medium, Josephine Sartor. Your psychic to the stars. Well, welcome to Positive Intentions. Josephine Sartor joins us. How are you, Josephine? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you, Benjamin. Oh, my God. And that lovely music in the background there. Psychic ability. Now, today we're talking about psychic ability, and it's something that uh, a lot of people talk about but don't understand. That's correct. It's true. Look, a lot of people tell me, you know, oh, you're a psychic. And I say to them, well, we're all psychics because we were all born with um, intuition. Yeah. Okay, which is called the third eye, which sits between, you know, your eyebrows and the middle of the nose. So we're all born with one of them, mm-hmm. right? Not that we all have three eyes, but we do. And we all have intuition. So when someone says to me, are you psychic? I say, well, you are too. So what is the difference between you and I? So when I was a little girl, Benjamin, it just started off that I didn't understand what was happening. Um, I would see things around people. I would start saying things, but not getting noticed about it or taking get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, and especially when I started high school, I, I began to realise that some of the things that I was saying to other people were starting to happen. Oh, so you started to really pick up on, on the energy of people. Yes, the energy, and it was very intense. For instance, Benjamin, when my mum had a very special friend that used to come over, and she was a lovely lady, and I remember she just had her 32nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, she was having, I came home from school and she was having a cup of tea and mum always had fruit on the table when the kids came home. And as I sat down to eat my apple, I looked at her and all I could see was this pool of blood around her head. Mm. I didn't realise it, it, that what was happening, I thought it was real, mm. but I started to cry. And she had asked me why I was crying and I didn't want to say anything. I almost choked on this apple. So I went straight to my bedroom. When she left, mum had asked me what was wrong and I had told her. Well, of course, I, I copped, you know, a mm. you know, a bit of a smack. Mm. And she told me to go to my room, not tell anybody what I had said. Wow. Well, yes, two weeks later, this lady, and in them days, as you know, Benjamin, mm. we're going back, you know, 50 years ago, maybe, oh, almost, yeah, 50 years ago, mm. and there was no seatbelt, and this lady was a passenger in a car, and the person that was driving it had skidded on the road and hit a pole, and she was thrown out of the windscreen onto the bonnet, and all her head was smashed, and she had died. She was full of blood, and I remember that mum had the news that afternoon that she died instantly, and they had a rosary for her because being Roman Catholic, mm. and she wouldn't take me. But when she came home and she saw all her head bandaged, she came home and she said to me, Josephine, what you have seen, you do not tell anybody, and you listen to your mum, you tell nobody, because you'll get into trouble. Oh, so she she was really um, a sort of against all this. Oh, yes, yes. Well, being a Catholic, so yeah. it was against the religion to do so. So... I had to suppress all this. So what about so, your grandmother? Because normally, does it come down from the grandmother or your mother? Yes, well, it was my mum's mum that had disability. Wow. Yes, but she got, I mean, back in those days, you know, one spoke was one about of 11. It. Yeah, 11 children, and you would never talk about it because my poor grandmother had suffered a lot. Did she suffer because of the psychic ability? 
Yes, because she used to tell people things and they thought she was crazy. Right. So, but, so, but you not saying anything, you must have thought you were going crazy. Well, I thought I was. I didn't think I was normal. I thought, mm. why was I different? I spent a lot of time alone. I mm. wouldn't really talk openly to people. I spent a lot of time in my room and just imagining all these people being around me and me connecting with them. Was I frightened of it? Yes, because I couldn't talk to anybody about it. A no-no. Yeah, and I suppose there's the whole fear that if you did talk to somebody, they might commit you and put you somewhere. Exactly, exactly. And so, were, were the feelings, were, when people were talking to you, was it a very strong energy that you could sense? Like, oh, yes. Like a and conversation the, like we're having? Yes, oh, yes. And I could sense it and feel it. And even when people came to the house, or people that I was in the classroom, I could sense who was the shonk, I could sense who was nasty, I could sense who was the most giving. And I didn't really mix with many people. But I didn't realise until I got older mm. and I was in my early 20s that something was going on. So why do you think TV shows like Bewitched became so popular and I Dream of Jeannie and all those types of things? Because that was sort of pushing the boundaries of things, wasn't it? It was. Oh, I, I think they became popular because people like to live in a bit of a fantasy. I mean, everyone that everyone loved Bewitched. You know, she was the witch. It was a funny character. Sure. She was she was humorous. She was a housewife, mm. but she had another side to her. So you think about it, Benjamin. You know, oh yes, laugh at the witch. Oh, she puts the hat on, mm. but it's not because some people are very very gifted. Do, do you do you see yourself like that? Like, uh, I wouldn't say a witch because that's such a, a different term now. But is is that really what it was all about back then? Yes. Well, it was trying to be the good person yeah. and the good daughter and the good sister and the good everything, mm. trying to please others. But deep down inside, I was hurting. So, how did you get through that? Like, you get to your twenties, and then what happens? Well, I, when I was twenty-two years old, I made a decision to travel the world on my own. Wow. I was actually 21. It was after my 21st birthday. Mm. Now, like we said, back in those days, nobody went travelling on their own, especially a female. Mm -hmm. But I had plucked up the courage and I had to do it. Something said to me, need to do it. So I packed the suitcase. I told my parents I was leaving home and I had to get it out, out of this environment. Mm -hmm. They understood, especially my mum. I remember her crying at the airport, Sydney, and she said to me, you need to do this for you. And I said, yes. So I went mm. to Canada, I went to the States, all of my own. Mm. I ended up in New York City, catching a plane. I never actually went to New York back then. I went to the JFK airport. Yeah. And I caught a plane and went straight to London. Why I went to London, I was only going to be there for three and a half weeks. And I ended up living there for two years. And what was London like for you? Did you feel at home there? Yes. Oh, definitely. I, you know, I, the first. It was very daunting getting to the airport and not, not knowing where to go. Mm, yeah. But I eventually found a youth hostel mm. where I, you know, stayed for two weeks, which I didn't really enjoy. It was a bit of fun. It wasn't my cup of tea, you know, going to a pub and getting drunk. No. I wasn't that type of girl. I would rather go for a walk around Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. But I remember getting on this tube and I went to an outer suburb. I thought, you know what, I need to take this, this tube ride and go and explore the outer skirts of London. Mm. So I ended up in a place called Hendon. I thought, oh, this is a nice big city. It's not far. It's only a 20-minute tube ride from central London. And I started walking down and I thought, universe, please find me a place I need to get out of the mm. actual youth hostel. Mm. So I was walking and all of a sudden I got sidetracked to this particular street. And 
I just stood there looking and I thought, I'm going to find my place to rent. Mm. So I'm walking down. There was a sign to let. <laughs> so I went up, knocked on the door, and this lady opens the door. Now, she had a glass of scotch or two in her hand. <laughs> and she said, hello. And I said, oh, hello. I said, your room fits to let. Can I have a look at it? And she said, oh, lovey, um, can you come back another day? Because I could smell the alcohol. And I said, oh, that's okay. So I remember hearing her husband in the background called mm. William. Mm. And he come out. He goes, yes, love. And I said, I'm interested in the room that you've got upstairs to let. I'm looking for a place to live. Mm. So he asked me where I was from. He asked me how long was my intention to stay in England. I told him three months instead of three and a half weeks. Well, I thought he's going to yeah. tell me not, he's not going to lend it out to me. And I had a look and I felt great when I walked in the house. I felt great in the bedroom. Mm. I felt this alive energy. So he said to me, let my, let my wife and I think about it when we're not so, yeah. um, you know, full of the grog love. I said, okay, can I leave you my number? He said, yes. So I wrote it down. He said, where are you staying? It's the youth hostel at Earl's Court. I didn't hear back from them for a week. Right. So I eventually forgot about it and I was very sad because I thought, you know, I thought it was mine. Yes. Two days later, they called me and they asked me when I, when I wanted to move in. Oh, wow. Yes. So I moved in that afternoon and it was great. I felt at home. I felt alive. I loved the energy of the street. Mm. I loved the location and I loved the couple. So for you, so, is energy and going into buildings and places, is the, that's really important? Yes, of course, Benjamin. So a lot you of know, people, it, but a lot of people would don't trust their intuition. I mean, if you look at people that's... I've got friends that have rented places and they're, they're currently there and they go, I don't know why I did this. And I said, but did you trust your intuition? And they go, well, what are you talking about? Well, you know, your gut feeling. Yeah. Benjamin, your gut feeling is always right. And I say that to everybody. So whenever you're looking for a place, walk in and if you like the energy, if you feel good, mm. say yes. If you don't like it, walk away from it and say no. Now, how do you know if someone's passed away in a place? Because the next part of your story takes us into a different vortex. Okay. You're living in this well, little little room now, and then what happens? Okay, so I'm living in this attached, you know, terrace house. It was tiny, but it was a great atmosphere because Wynne and Bill were great, and they had an animal, a, a border collie, and her name was Honey. And, of course, I'm being an animal lover. You know, they said you can take the dog for a walk. That was great. So one night, um, Wynne was in the lounge room watching EastEnders with Bill, mm. and I decided to go to bed early. So I'm walking up the staircase, and I just felt a presence. Mm. I stood there halfway in the staircase, and I saw this lady appear in front of me, and she was an old, fragile woman. I thought, oh, no, stop. So I just kept walking up, went to my bed, and closed the door, got into bed, and I pulled the cover over my face. Yeah. I thought, this lady's in here. Yeah. So I got a bit hot, so I took the doona off, and there she was standing right beside me. Oh, like, when you me. say standing right beside you, like, you could physically just, this was... I could see her. Wow. Yeah. This little face just looking at me. Yeah. Because I was turned, and I thought, oh, my God, you're here. Yeah. So I said, who are you? What do you want? 
and she was just smiling. Now, she didn't frighten me. No. She was a lovely soul. Yep. Older, older woman. Mm. Now, I would say she'd be in her late 80s, but she was very fragile and thin. So I didn't sleep. And the next morning when I got up, Wynne had asked me who, what, what happened. She said, Jasmine, were you very restless? I said, I didn't sleep at all. Now, Bill was getting ready for work. And he said, to, and she said to me, why? And I said, well, Wynne, um, there was someone in my room or there was something happening in my room. Well, he's rolling his eyes. So I, it wasn't the right time for me to say anything. Mm-hmm. So when he left to go to work, I had told Wynne. I mm-hmm. said, Wynne, there was a lady in my room. I described her. Mm-hmm. She's a frail old woman, mm-hmm. hunched over, mm-hmm. anorexic. Mm-hmm. You know, with the violet hair. Mm-hmm. She said, stand right there, don't move. She ran up those stairs as if she was running a marathon. Yeah. Came down with a photo album in her hand and she called out. I said, that's the lady. That's the lady that was in my room. She said, that's Bill's mother. She died in that room. I said, I'm telling you, that was her. I said, she's a beautiful lady. Yes, she was. She died in that room. (laughs) This was her house. Yes. So you see, you see, Benjamin. Mm. Her presence was still there, but it was a great presence. Even yeah. though I was a little bit frightened, it was a wonderful presence. So that's where it all started. When Wynne had asked me, she said, "You must have a gift for you to be able to do that because I'm really into this stuff." She said, "We need to go to a spiritual church. It's on a Saturday afternoon." She said, "You don't tell William what we're doing because he doesn't believe in this." I said, "That's fine." We're going shopping. I said, okay. I said, we're shopping for spirits. Mm-hmm. And she started to laugh. <laughs> so the following week, we had gone to a spiritual church and there were mediums on the platform and it was virtually packed. I mean, it was a little church, mm. like a hallway, and it was packed. So we all had to take an item of something. Some bought flowers, jewelry, you know, or something that belonged to them. Mm-hmm. And we put in this big basket, so all the mediums had different types, and they all were reading, picking up the objects. Mm. And as they were holding the objects up, I was already answering what the message was coming through of that person. So I had to stop it because I was told I was interfering. Mm. And then one of the mediums that was on the platform had told me, he said, do you do readings yourself? Do you connect with spirit? And I said, well, I do. I just, she said, yes, I could see your hand up and you were actually giving the message across. She said, um, would you like to join us? We'll get in touch with you. We meet up at once every mm-hmm. every second Saturday, whatever. Mm. And I did. But I spoke to this lovely lady and she was lovely. And she had told me about, you know, mediumship and connecting with spirits and what technique did I use. And I said, well, I don't know what technique. I just do whatever message I'm getting through. Mm-hmm. So once I start to hear the message or the vibration, mm. I just telepathically connect with that person. It is quite interesting. I mean, do you do you find um, if you went to a funeral, can you pick up on the person that's, that the funeral's about or do you ever see the person? Yes. Wow. Yes. And, and like today, I had to go to the cemetery in the morning. Yeah. And I just... I just love it because I'm, I go around the grave site and mm. I think, oh, you know, how are you? You know, you're doing okay. Mm. Are you finally at peace? You know, I mm. know no one's been to see you, but they've all been busy mm. and I know that you're free now. So there's a lot of connection there because the vibration, the energy is so intense. Right. Yes. 
Why do they want to contact us? What, what, what is that about? Is it about just reaffirming that there is something outside, outside of the, the life that we think is life or is it, is it to help us? Yes, it's to help us. Mm. Okay, so when you pass away, Benjamin, mm. I mean, I don't know how much you're into all this, but when you pass away, your body's just a shield. Yeah. So the shield stays here. You get cremated. Your ashes get scattered or they stay with the person. You get buried. That that part of that frame, you know, eventually, you know, gets destroyed. Yes. But your soul, your soul goes to the eternal light. And the eternal light is freedom love, peace. Mm. It doesn't matter who you were in life or what you did. Mm-hmm. Once you go back to the light, to the light, sorry, it is peace. Yes. And we are all equal. Yes. And remember, Benjamin, mm. there are no banks in heaven. Okay, so if anyone ever asks me, they <laughs> say to me, oh, you know, spend your money, dear, because there's no banks in heaven, all right? Mm. There's no building society or credit unions there. We're all equal and we all go back to the eternal light. Now, Sometimes when people come for a reading, mm. some people want people to come through, some people don't want people to come through, or they want a particular person to come through, mm. they may not always come through. It depends who wants to come through on the day. Mm. It could be someone that you never met. It could be a great-grandfather that you never knew. Yep. And he might want to come and say, you know, Benjamin, you're feeling down. I want to help you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to give you a sign. Yes. So it's not always, because all your family may still be alive, but it could have been an aunt or a great aunt or a cousin or, you know, your mum could have lost a baby or your mum could have lost a brother at an early age and you never met them. They want to come true. Yeah, it is fascinating. It is very, very fascinating. I mean, look, when I was teaching in um, education, I used to teach in an old building which was built in the late 1800s. And people would say to me, oh, you know, what's it like at night? And I said, oh, well, this whole building comes alive at night. It was like an old, it was like a, a hall come church. It was one of those very big, old, ornate schools, very gothic looking. Yeah. And um, I could feel this energy th- there all the time. And it didn't matter where I was, it followed you. You know, um, and 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 like it didn't bother me, but I used to get solace out of it because I'd say to myself, "Well, they're only here trying to help." You know what I mean? Like, or or they haven't moved on. But one day, I brought a friend of mine who was a medium along, and he actually said to me, "It's really funny. You're opening the door of this classroom, and there's all these little kids standing behind you, ready to run in." And he said to me, how does that feel? I said, well, if I, I don't know why they're waiting for me to open the door. Can't they just run through it themselves? And he said, it doesn't work like that. But he said, for some reason, you're the, you, the, when you open the door, they all follow and run in. It's just, he said, I've just seen it. Yes, yeah, see? Well, there you go. So mm. you've attracted spirits. Yeah, well, okay. we should talk more about that because you've got a, a couple of more podcasts coming up and, and yes, psychic ability starts when you're young. So why don't we end today's little podcast on one of your positive intentions? sure will. Now, how about the card for today? And I'm going to tell you now with my positive attention. Now, all of a sudden, this card fell out. It's Mm. called recovery. So the key word for today in this segment is recovery. So are you recovering from an operation or some sort of illness that's been with you for quite some time? Are you sad? You'll be recovered. Are you recovering from a very bad trauma from the past that you've finally accepted? Are you recovering from just anything 
from a big life change. That's the key word. So recovery is on the way. Well, it can also be said for the world at the moment, can't it? Well, the whole world, yes. Mm. It, that's what I mean. It's for everybody. Mm. And I want everyone to remain positive. So great gratitude is a very big word that I like to use when I start a reading. And it's just to be grateful for everything that you've got around you. Well, Josephine, I have yes. to say it's very enlightening there's a good play on words for you, to be talking with you today because it's so interesting that how you've got to where you are and we're going to discover more and more about all this wonderful um, insights that you can give us through your podcast series, Positive Intentions. What happens if someone would like to get in contact with you? What's the best way to do that? Well, they can look on the website on Facebook and that's called positiveintentions.com.au or just Positive Intentions or they can contact me through um, my mobile number, which is 0414-836-419. Well, there you go. Talking psychic ability today with Josephine Sartor. Next time we'll probably delve into the world of psychic kids, don't you think? I think that's great. Great topic. All right. Speak to you soon, Josephine. Thank you so much, Benjamin. Bye. <laughs> Join us next time for Positive Intentions and to book a reading with Josephine Sartor, visit www.positiveintentions.com.au and follow our podcast on your favourite podcast platform.